Hello and welcome back to TCK Care the Podcast with me, your host, Stephen Black, as we share stories, strategies, and support for third culture kids in all walks of life all around the world. Recently, I reached out to all of my TCK people on social media and asked them to answer a couple of questions about what it means to be a TCK because I wanted to share some TCK real talk. And uh, here is one of the answers, and I'm going to read you this letter that a friend sent me, and I like it because it's honest, it's real, um, it makes it makes me think. Um, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of TCKs out there. It's going to resonate with a lot of families especially. Um, this person in particular addressed the TCK experience from both the perspective of uh, TCK growing up as a TCK, but then also raising TCKs. Um, so, yeah, good letter. Anyhow, I'm going to get into it and we can talk about it uh, as we go along. What does it mean to be a TCK? It means inexpressible loss and joy. I'm going to pause there for a second. I feel like that kind of sums it up. I feel like I can just stop reading now. All right, let's keep reading. It means a unique, tight-knit community that can be closer than a true friend and more understanding than your own family. Pause again. Why is that? Why should the expat community be closer than a true friend true friend, and underst- more understanding than your own family? I'm not disagreeing with it. Um, as a matter of fact, that, that, that resonates with me. I think that he's onto something here. I feel like... Um, the TCK community can be uh, very close-knit. I have worked with TCKs in um, cultural reentry seminars um, at international schools in a variety of contexts, and TCKs just seem to get along with each other really easily, and um, the expat community in general seems to get along much more than you would think that a bunch of strangers would. So that was an interesting commentary too. Okay, I'm going to play again. It often means never truly having a home, quote-unquote home, or deep roots in one place. And it means being misunderstood and an outsider, no matter where you live. Being a TCK also means bringing unique insight and different perspectives into every conversation. It often means not just thinking outside the box, but tearing up the box and completely reshaping it. TCKs are complex and distinctive individuals. Yet, there is the risk of defining your whole life around your experience as a TCK. Pause. Yep, preach. Hashtag preach it. Um, that's why we keep, uh, we keep coming back to that uh, conversation over and over about uh, labels and um, how, how detrimental and dangerous it can be to label yourself as one thing, to say, I'm a TCK. I mean, you wouldn't... I I don't remember who that was now, uh, but I had a guest on the podcast talking about how you wouldn't say, um, you know, the first thing that you need to know about me is that I'm an American. And if you can't get that, then you can't get me. Or the first and primary thing you need to know about me is that I'm a TCK. Like, a person is so much bigger than, than a particular set of experiences or circumstances and so I really like that my friend hit on this. Um, there's a risk of defining your whole life around your experiences as a TCK. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play again. Here we go. 
I'll re- actually, I'll read that sentence again, uh, just so you can hear it again. Yet, there is the risk of defining your whole life around your experiences as a TCK. The danger lurks in the extremes. One extreme is focusing too much on what it means to be a TCK and allowing it to define every relationship and thought. The other extreme is attempting to forget or banish our TCKness or pretending it doesn't affect us. The middle path is processing the experiences, emotions, and relationships while maintaining a clear understanding of who we are as children of God, as heirs of His kingdom. The ability to stand beside ourselves and evaluate the good with the bad, moving beyond superficial labels. Pause. Obviously, my friend is speaking from a particular uh, theological perspective here, um, but uh, if that's not your um, if that's not your perspective, don't miss out on what he's saying. That um, there is a middle path in between um, in between enveloping yourself in TCKness and making that the primary part of who you are and the primary thing that um, you hold up in front of people. Your the your mask and the flag that you fly, um, saying, "Hey, I am a TCK." That is. All you need to know about me that is the most important thing, that is the first thing, that is the primary thing, that is the biggest thing. If you can't get with that, then you can't be with me. Um, and then on the other side, there is the you know throwing it out, um, denying it, um, trying to ignore it, trying to pretend that it doesn't affect you when it absolutely does. It does affect you. So there's a, there's a middle path to walk. Um, again, as I'm reading this, the serenity prayer is, is coming to mind. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, the TCK, being being a TCK and having that set of international experiences, it does affect you, it does shape you, it does shape the way that you view the world and have relationships, and maybe even shapes the way that you think your thoughts. Um, that's, that is what it is. It, it, it's going to have an effect on you, but you get to choose what you're going to do because of that. You get to choose the way you're going to live your life and the kinds of relationships that you're going to have and the way that you're going to treat people um, in your relationships. So, um, yeah, good, good thoughts. Let's keep going. Play. I returned to the U.S. after living in Africa for six years. I was 11 and a half years old, becoming a teenager and fully into middle school. Pause. Ouch. Oh, I mean, you know, transition, change, it's it's good. Change is good. Uh, but at that age, 11 and a half years old, man, that's hard. I mean, okay, is it ever easy? Is change ever easy? Is moving across the world, across uh, across continents, ever easy, ever convenient? Probably not. But 11 and a half years old, just my heart goes, goes out to people in that place. It's, that's a lot to handle for a child play. The transition was immensely difficult. (laughs) Well, there you have it. First, for the past two years, I had been living in a dorm, only seeing my parents over the summer and at Christmas because they were in villages 12 to 14 hours away. Second, I had close friends and was enjoying life in the jungle. Third, I didn't fully understand what was happening. There was not much information or thought about children and transitions at that time pause. Let me think about that. So at 11 and a half years old, for two years, he had been living in a dorm. 
So since he was about nine years old, he'd been living in a dorm and only seeing his parents uh, over the summer and at Christmas because they were in the village 12 to 14 hours away. That's That sounds intense too. Um, you know, uh, everybody chooses a different path for themselves. Um, I think it's interesting to hear when uh, when children are sent to dorms, I, I know that there's a lot of controversy over that. And so I won't get into it too much here. Um, but it just stuck out to me as significant. Um, I'm sure that having that kind of experience, move, transitioning from that lifestyle to living in America, um, not in Africa. I mean, Africa to America is just a huge uh, cultural difference anyways. But then to change your entire lifestyle from living in a dorm to living with your family, uh, from doing boarding school to doing public school or something, that would all be uh, a lot to happen at the same time. Okay, let's play. I did not know the lingo at my new school, a small Christian school that was where we also attended church. The other kids had no frame of reference for me, and so they accused me of lying when I told them stories about life in Africa. It hurt so I tried harder to blend in, leading to falling in with the wrong crowd and making poor choices. Eventually, it was detrimental enough that my parents pulled me out of school and homeschooled me for the next few years. I was an angry teenager. Pause. Yeah, no wonder he was an angry teenager. Uh, I think I would be an angry teenager too if uh, people wouldn't even believe the stories that I shared of my past life. I mean... How incredibly isolating to, um, to to just. I mean, how do you even go into a situation and not talk about your life with people? Like, what do you, what what hope is there of relationship? I'm reading this book by Brene Brown right now, Daring Greatly, and she talks about how one of the greatest fears of all time is the fear that um, you're not capable of um, of finding that human connection, um, that, uh, that being in a relationship with people is impossible for you. And I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, I wonder if maybe some of that is going on in this situation or would be uh, for someone in this situation that um, they can't share about their life at all uh, without facing rejection and accusations and hostility. Um, yeah, no wonder uh, this person was an angry teenager and um, and had to uh, had to be removed from the situation and uh, just be homeschooled for a while. Um, makes a lot of sense that that'd be a very troubling experience. Again, my heart goes out to this guy. And uh, from here, he's going to start addressing the question, what is the most difficult thing about being a TCK? So let's uh, jump back in. What is most difficult about being a TCK? The isolation. The feelings of being utterly alone, wrapped within a labyrinth of emotions surrounding normally innocuous words like home, belonging, friend, church, normal, and lost. What is most difficult about being a TCK? The expectations. Touring churches so that people could gawk at us, put us on a pedestal, and then forget. The need to have a definable and measurable impact. Numbers, numbers, projects. Pause. What stands out to me is um, just 
the description of um, of what it feels like to be um, to be on on the road and um, and on display, you know, um, expectations, isolation, the feeling of being utterly alone, um, and um, just that description. It's a beautiful. Uh, a beautiful, terrible uh, image wrapped within a labyrinth of emotions surrounding normally innocuous words. Um, it's almost as if um, there, I, I can see like a child lost in a maze, and each turn is a new emotion. Um, but it's this, it's this uh, large creature that's um, that's fearful, and um, he can't find his way, can't find his way through this maze to get to the other end to find that sense of calm or safety. And um, the things that are causing these emotions to uh, well up within him are innocuous words like home, belonging, friend, normal. And then also, um, I feel like we come across this a lot in our discussions, that oftentimes the thing that causes TCK's grief or that TCAs point back to and say, this is where my trouble is coming from. It's it's the mission. It's the job. Um, it's the higher powers that have um, that have control over the TCK's life. And so uh, my friend in particular, um, it sounds as if he grew up in a missions context. And so touring churches so the people could gawk at us, put us on a pedestal and then forget. Um, so the way that people interacted with him is they were on mission like the mission itself is sort of controlling and motivating the family. And so everything that, um, the way that people are interacting with them um, is inextricably tied to the mission, which is unfortunate, right? Because um, the mission, like their family were probably, um, probably acting out of the goodness of their hearts to try to make the world a better place. And yet when people... Uh, react to them in such a way that makes them feel forgettable, that makes them feel invisible, isolated, alone, um, that sort of thing. That reflects back on um, the parents' uh, the parents' mission, the parents' objective. So that's interesting. It's unfortunate, uh, but I feel like it is what it is. All right, play. And now I am raising five daughters my own TCKs, or fourth culture kids, no acronyms please, smiley face, as my two older girls have lived in Africa and now Asia. We thought we knew better when we left Niger. <clears throat> we thought we knew better when we left Africa. We talked to our oldest daughter, who was almost five at the time, but we didn't think to explain much to our youngest, who was barely over two then. The two-year-old had begun talking in more sentence. The two-year-old had begun talking in more complete sentences and expressing herself more clearly. Then we left Africa and arrived in the U.S. We lived with family. The two-year-old stopped talking. She started having nightmares, waking in the middle of the night, crying and screaming. We didn't understand for more than a month what was happening. She was transitioning on her own schedule, and in her own way. Pause. You know, I've been through some transitions with my family. Not all have been uh, by choice, um, but we've been through some moves and some difficult times in the past. And um, I, at one point, I took my kids in to see a specialist, and 
and the specialist said that um, children do really transition on their own uh, on their own schedule, and it can take them months to process something. So you can uh, have something happen, and then six months later, um, the kid will start and uh, will start processing through things. Um, you'll see the sleep regression. Um, change in behavior, change in vocabulary, um, that sort of thing. So, kid, I hear you. Kids do process on at their own at their own pace on on their own timetable. So, I get that. And then also, I know that it can be challenging to communicate to small children um, what's going on when you're doing uh, when you're moving across the world. Um, it's not it's not easy to have those conversations. It's not easy to know what to say. Fortunately, that's why I'm here, um, to help people um, work through things like this. Uh, we've had, uh, I've had Lauren Wells come on the show not too long ago and talk about um, having those conversations. Um, she gave some examples from her own life, uh, talking with her daughters, um, and just giving some examples on how to uh, address things age-appropriately. So um, there is a way to do it um, if you're listening to this and um, facing a change in life and dealing with that with children or if you're supporting people in that uh, who are going through something like that, please don't think that um, you have to figure it out on your own and um, just do do the best that you know how. There is There are resources out there, and we're working on putting more of them together. So um, definitely check out that episode with Lauren Wells. All right, let's keep listening. We moved to Asia with four girls and my wife pregnant with our fifth. Our second and third were two and a half and almost a year and a half old. It was a difficult transition. The two and a half and year and a half clung to my wife even more than usual. They cried more frequently. Thankfully, we are still learning. We are still growing and we are making sure each girl understands what is happening to the best of their ability. Blessings, your friend. I appreciate that he said that um, they're still learning and still growing. Um, I appreciate that perspective. I appreciate that attitude, an attitude of humility, and that having been through transition, not only... Uh, in his own childhood, but also as an adult, he's still willing to figure out how to do things better and to have more meaningful conversations with his daughters um, and how to prepare them for transitions that they're going through um, and how to deal with these issues that are very, uh, very real. And the last line that he said there was, we are making sure each girl understands what is happening to the best of their ability. And I feel like that speaks uh, to the parent's heart as well, that um, the parents are making sure that each girl understands what is happening to the best of the parents' ability. Um, like, parents do the best they can with what they have. And I believe that this family is doing the best that they can with what they have to support their daughters in transitions. And this kind of takes me back um, to the beginning of the letter, where he asks, what does it mean to be a TCK? It means inexpressible loss and joy. And I think um, how true that would be of raising your children as TCKs um, the loss and joy of um, working with them as uh, they deal with these difficult aspects of moving and um, 
developmental growth um, in in a, a somewhat uh, transient uh, state of being, but also like how beautiful to raise your children um, to see the world, to raise them like in the whole world, multiple continents, um, such rich relationships. I feel like there's so much loss and joy just encapsulated in um, in parenting a TCK. And um, I think it's pretty cool that this guy grew up as a TCK, and while there was clearly a lot of difficult stuff that went into that for him, uh, he seems to have managed to work through his own issues to the extent that uh, he wanted this experience for his family. And uh, even though the mission... Uh, had negative um, outcomes for him in certain certain respects he still found his own mission and his own purpose and his own his own calling and um, allowed that to shape his own choices and to impact how he raises his children and how he is um, living with family so that is TCK Real Talk, episode number one. If you've enjoyed this show, please stay tuned. I will be back again next week with more support for third culture kids in all walks of life all around the world. If you were listening to this on your favorite podcast listening platform, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Leave me a five-star rating and review and check out patreon.com slash tckcare where you can be a part of the TCK Care podcast community and get exclusive content, special uh, perks, and you can also support me on Anchor, which I just had uh, my first my first Anchor supporter come on this week. So I'm super stoked about that. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. Keep listening. Back again next week.